This is Indie Business Podcast, Season 2, Episode 6, Women, Wealth, and Wow. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I am your host, mentor, and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. My goal is to help makers and handmade entrepreneurs build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. In this episode, I will introduce you to Wardy Harmon of TraditionalCookingSchool.com. I first met Wardy online at a time in my life when I was desperate to figure out a technical detail that I thought was critical to the success of my business. I had paid two consultants hundreds and hundreds of dollars, yet I still did not have the answers I needed. So I did something I rarely do. I reached out to a total complete stranger on the internet and cried out for help. And boy, did I choose the right person. That was four years ago, and fast forward to today, and I am thrilled to say that Wardy and I are still connected, and I continue to be inspired by her example of kindness and professionalism. There was no question that I had to introduce you to her in my Women, Wealth, and Wow series. Wardy's business is wildly successful, and she sets a great example of how women can combine who they are with what they know and love to create a sustainable business model. You will love her as much as I do. You can get a summary for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 19. I'll be right back with Wardy Harmon. I'm so excited to be here today with Wardy Harmon of the Traditional Cooking School by Gnauf Glens. Wardy, how are you today? Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome to the Indie Business Podcast. Now, I love to ask my guests right off the bat, where are we talking to you from today? Because people work in so many interesting places. Where are you right now? Okay, well... I just have to be totally honest. I'm in my son's bedroom because I have a small office space in our family room that's adjacent to the dining room, which is where um, my kids, we have three, are currently being homeschooled by their dad right now at this moment. So I had to go find a quiet room. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love love that because, you know, one of the things we're talking about during this Women, Wealth, and Wow series is, you know, how women work and how it has changed over the years. So let's just start there. I mean, what have you noticed as a working woman, a non-traditional one though, um, what have you noticed, Wardy, about how things have changed over the years, like when you first started your business and and where we are now? Right. Well, I don't have a lot of experience in the job force. Um, I mean, through high school, I had an office job and through college, I sort of had an office job as well. And I worked in a cafe, but you know, I got married young in my 20s, and um, I'm 40 now, and we had children right away, and I didn't work. Um, So for me, work grew out of things that I love to do. I mean, I started blogging about homemaking and crafts, and then that turned into food because food's a real passion for us, and Mm -hmm. it solved a lot of health issues for us. So blogging turned into a career that just sort of had to fit into our life. Um, 
and please excuse I'm recovering from a cold at the moment um, so you know the things that I've noticed in myself is well I have a real drive to do things well um, and I just love to serve and talk about what I'm doing and so there's a lot of balls to juggle I mean mm -hmm. there's the family there's free time I love to read I love to do crafts which honestly I don't have a lot of time for anymore and now we have traditional cooking school with thousands of members um, and kind of a team and so work kind of grew and then hit this climax that was like this is really hard because there's more work than time and more work than hands and my husband was working outside the home at that point mm -hmm. um, and so it was sort of like this climax um, maybe even a crisis like how mm. do we keep going here because this is way too much I'm not keeping up with things as well as I should my husband retired, came home, and our family life took kind of about a couple months to settle into a new norm, mm -hmm. and there was a great need. Our children were becoming teenagers, and um, which is not my gifted area of homeschooling, because we were homeschooling, <laughs> right. um, but it is my husband's gifted area of homeschooling, so mm -hmm. right away it was just like he said, you know, mm -hmm. this, is, this is where I can help. Awesome. So I'm taking this over. And Great. I say, yay! <laughs> well, you know, I, I love that you're sharing that because just what you described as I was listening to you, I heard, number one, that you didn't have, like, everything all scripted out in advance. And number two, things just kind of happened as they happened, and then you, you, you adjusted to them as they happened, and, you know, the crisis thing brought about a new way of working, and everybody settled in, and it's fine till the next time it needs to change. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that is exactly how it goes. I mean, you cannot foresee everything, mm -hmm. but we have these passions and we have things we want to do and we have to juggle that. Um, we do have to juggle that in light of our priorities. I mean, yeah. we can't do everything and we get pulled in many directions. So we do have to prioritize. Um, so, yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about crises, I mean, we had that at one, which wasn't huge. It's sort of like you look back on it and you say, wow, that was pretty difficult. I'm glad we got through that. Mm -hmm. um, and so recent crises have been business grows and I can't do everything. So I've had about a year and a half of like a delegating crisis, sort of like, okay, I got to delegate more and more. And, I, and it's sort of like a mission just to um, get more things off my plate so that I can focus on what I love and growing because you can't grow if you're still on the hamster wheel. <laughs> you can't, you can't. And you know, I, I'd love to ask you, what are some of your tips in that area? Because, um, you know, and by the way, if you ever figure out that delegating thing, please, you know, <laughs> please share. And you know, it's funny because, you know, I have um, some assistants, they're all, all virtual now, they're, they haven't always been, but um, I've learned that it's um, you settle in and then you have to change again so t tell me do you have any tools that you use or any tips that you can share to help people navigate through that delegation process particularly Wardy, when they're on the front end of it and it's the first time they're doing it sure well I think you have to go into it before you even look at tools or um, like the nuts and bolts I think you have to look you have to really sit down and consider what you need mm -hmm. um, and the right kind of person for that and 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 in light of the t 
tasks that you want done. I mean, you're not you're not finding one person to do everything. You kind of have to say, well, I have this task that needs to be done. So it's social media. So what kind of what do I want to be done in social media, and what kind of a person do I think would do that? And things come up like, um, do they have their pulse on your your niche that mm-hmm. they could curate good content that that um, is authentic from your voice? Right. Um, do they have good grammar, or mm. because if you do have good grammar, you don't want somebody posting for you that doesn't. <laughs> I mean, there's just that kind of, I just, I just think about all these little things. Maybe I'm too particular, but I do go through all of that. And then I think about, the, um, then I think about the person, trying to find the person. Right. And I was lucky. Okay. My very first virtual assistant was one of our original members. We became friends. She was launching out into doing virtual assistant work. I had a need for customer service and it's grown into a lot more than that and she's just very gifted at organizing and customer service so she was perfect but I have had other things come up where I've had to really think about what do I need here and I've had to seek out a person um, after I think about what I need and how they would be a good match so my first so my first tip is to just really think about what you need because it's better to go uh, slowly or take your time to find it than to start wrong. I have brought on someone that was not a good match and then you're kind of like guilty because you feel <laughs> this guilt because yeah. you're like, you know, I know from day one this isn't going to work. Uh, do I need to give it more time? But I already know, but I don't want them to feel like I'm not giving them a chance, but I already know. <laughs> right. It is so, hard. It is hard when, yes. when you know, they're, they're relying on it. But, but you're right. In the end, it's easier in the long run to, to you know, back it up right. on the front end. Um, so, Wardy, right. you know, I just want to, you know, just say how excited I am to get a chance to talk with you because our relationship is completely virtual and it developed because I needed help with something and I think I saw your name on a forum somewhere and I said oh my goodness I am gonna find her and ask her if she will please help me and I just want everyone to know that you took my phone call (laughs) you you did a Skype with me and you helped me and I was like this woman is amazing so I've been following you ever since I love traditional cooking although I don't get a chance to do it as often as I'd like but your resources at your website are incredible and you know your your business has developed in this time frame that really hasn't existed ever before in history so tell us a little bit about how you started your business what's the story there and um, you know, what are some of the things that, um, you know, kept you going when you, when you hit those moments of crisis that you just described? Sure. Well, we do live in an amazing time. I mean, when, um, when I was growing up, you know, I think my first computer was in college and we didn't have the internet to search for things. Um, you know, there was the library, right? But today we just have all of this at the click of a button. Mm-hmm. Type a few words and we can get it. And so uh, just to be able to serve that need because there are all kinds of people looking for information on healthy eating and going back to traditional methods and healing healing health issues that are a result of, you know, industrialized modern foods. I mean, there's a, there's a bigger picture even than food, but people are hungry for this information. And our own journey of of um, solving some of these issues for us just coincided with 
you know, the growth of blogging and the growth of many other people searching for that information. So I feel truly blessed to have been able at that time to share through a blog. You know, this is what we're learning. This is what we're doing. And there were people that were hungry for more. Um, and this, this is really how your business started with a this plain, is really, simple blog. Yes, very plain, simple blog. That was in 2008 and 2009. And by 2010, I was like, you know, I, well, actually it was in 2009. I spent a whole year kind of like getting ready. Now I wouldn't spend that long, but I did then because, you know, I was totally new to software and systems and I mean, I just had to learn it. So, but in 2009, I was like, I want to teach an online class on traditional cooking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I launched it in 2010 and it was a great success, just blew me away, totally blew me away. And since then, our membership area, it started with the one class we are now on class number nine. I just have since 2010 kept adding materials and we have kept attracting new members and um, growing the site, just growing every aspect of the business. So and I, your, your I, Facebook page has absolutely exploded. I mean, when <laughs> I, for, I mean, God forbid I would need to track you down today because, um, I, you know, good luck to me. Although I, it was very easy to get in touch with you and your assistant to schedule this podcast interview. So I'm so grateful for that. But honestly, I remember back then, and this was maybe three years ago. So, I mean, in internet terms, yeah. it's an eternity. I remember yeah. I liked the Facebook page. There was a lot of great stuff there. When I was preparing for this interview, I went back, because I hadn't been there in a while. I'm sorry, I confess. But I went back no. and I was like, 100,000 what? <laughs> and I was like, this is so incredible. And, you know, as, as a woman, I'd just like to ask you, you your husband has left his, his traditional workforce. So is, is your business supporting the whole family now? Yes. It is. It has since 2000. Um, did he retire in 2013 or 2012? And he, it all, it all runs to together, do doesn't it? It all just sort of runs together. I know. Yeah, yeah, the time. T tell okay. us about that, Wardy. That's incredible and so inspiring. Like, like, what was that transition like? How did you guys make that decision? Was it scary? Do you love that you did it? What? Tell, tell, give us the background there. Oh goodness, that's a great question. Um, there's a lot of emotions there. I mean, we kind we did have the plan, like you know, the end of whatever that year was. We were like, I'm my or my husband. I'm retiring at the end of this year, and he's telling everybody about it. And he ended up doing it a couple months early, just because it's like I just can't take this anymore. <laughs> that's what he. That's how he felt about the work. It was a very stressful management position. Lots of red tape in a huge company. It was taking a huge toll on his health and our family. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I'm going to leave in December. I'm going to leave now in October. What's the difference? <laughs> so he did, and. Um, we were glad, but you know, when anything changes in a family, you have new habits and new dynamics and new um, schedules and, you know, it's it's kind of like starting all over again. Mm -hmm. So we had a couple months to just figure things out, but we all look back on it. We're so glad. I mean, the biggest change for us, there's lots of big changes. Um, for me personally, is the workload, like my husband taking over the homeschooling, which to be honest, I wasn't doing well enough and the kids needed more and they needed him and he's a fabulous teacher and they are absolutely thriving so that one change alone was good for him good for them good for me the the change of him leaving his job was good for his health 
um, the change of him retiring and taking some of the workload was really good for the business and for me personally. So, I mean, I just feel so grateful, so grateful that um, we could do this. It is, a, it is a, it is a freedom, a freedom um, that is wonderful, and um, I, I wish that everyone could experience at least the option to have the kind yeah. of freedom that you're describing. Um, and you know, my husband, um, you know, he, he lost his job actually. It wasn't wasn't voluntary, so we kind of had to really figure it out under stressful and, and crises laden times. But you know, over the years, things have smoothed out a little bit. But it's it's sometimes it's it's not easy. It's just right. really really hard sometimes. But um, we've kind of figured it out um, in a way that works for us. It's probably not a traditional way. But as a woman, Marty, I'd just like to ask you, like, how does that feel? Like, you know, my, my parents never would have thought of, of, of the, the woman's business supporting the entire household. Um, not for longer than, you know, I don't know, a couple months, someone loses a job, you have to figure it out. But this is like a long-term plan, it sounds like, for you. So how how does that feel i mean do you do you feel excited about it are you are you are there stressful moments when you kind of wish oh my goodness i just wish i could do it differently i mean tell us how how that dynamic helps you to feel as a woman when you are caring because it's it is a it's it's something to carry it's not i won't call it a burden but it's it's a load to support a family of five i only have four but <laughs> it's it's a challenge sometimes how do you feel about that how does that feel for you sure well first i just want to say that i mean i am the face of our business and i do the day-to-day -day operations um, my husband is a visionary though and big things always go through him so he's highly involved in the big picture and that's I couldn't great. do it without him. That's great. So he's like advisory capacity, I guess you would say, on um, big things. Um, so if I didn't have that, I'd probably be a big mess. <laughs> so let me because, ask you, have you always had that? Even when he was working his full-time job, did you still yes. have that big picture advisory role from him? Yes. So it's always been there anyway. Super. It's always been there, yes. Um, yeah. And and I like I said I couldn't I couldn't do it without I mean maybe I could but you know I'm grateful that I have that um, how do I feel well, when I think about the whole like you know what if the just this doesn't work next month what are we gonna do I feel like oh man now I know what men feel like who are the providers mm -hmm. it's no fun so um, I just do my best mm -hmm. I leave it up to the Lord I can't I can't a guarantee you mm -hmm. know a profitable month mm -hmm. I mean thankfully we have every month is profitable mm -hmm. um, and we're growing so I try not to engage in that thinking I try to do what I can and what mm -hmm. I can do is what I'm doing and I love it and I started out loving to cook and share what I was learning but I and I still do love that and it's just totally changed our family and our health um, but what I what I've grown to love that I'm just totally surprised is I love marketing and I love digital marketing that we do. I love it. I've become a huge student of digital marketing and become very passionate about conversion and testing and you know all the aspects of running an online business. So that's why delegating has been so important to me because 
you know, if I can have help with editing and posts and customer service and billing and all those things that I don't really enjoy, then I can really focus on the high level of the business, like mm -hmm. watching the the different funnels and the conversion rates and the people coming in from this ad and the people coming in from this blog post and mm -hmm. how to optimize it and and it's all about service. I don't want to I don't want to um, have anybody think that for me it's all about bottom line. I mean it's all about helping more people. Well, um, and I, I definitely feel that from you, and I I get that impression um, not only from the conversations that we had when you um, answered my cry, <laughs> my desperate cry, um, all those years ago, but also because I can see it's, it's clear from your blog, it's clear from your videos that, that you have that sort of approach. And, and that's why I wanted people to hear from you because it's such a good example. Your business is a great example of the combination of a personal approach with the benefits of technology that help you make that personal approach a regular yes. part of your business. Yes, and the whole that whole thing packaged together I just love so much and not a day goes by that I don't feel so grateful that I get to do it and learn it and get better at it. Wardy, how do you define wealth? Sure, that's such a good question. I'm glad you asked it to me before. Um, you know, I, I do have some goals about money and like I mentioned before I have a small space in our family room for an office well you know a little more money is gonna help me have a, an office <laughs> where I can close the door mm -hmm. you know so money is a vehicle to kind of help us get the life we want mm -hmm. and so for me wealth is about the life you want the mm -hmm. life you want to lead the people you get to help your family, your faith, doing what you love. Um, I mean, if you had to pick a word for it, it's are you happy? Mm. If you're happy, and I'm not talking about being content in all circumstances, which is a great um, character attribute to have because we should all be content no matter where we are. No matter where we are, there's things to be thankful for. But I'm talking about if you're happy in your dreams, either working toward them that's and happy about that, that's mm -hmm. a form of wealth. Mm -hmm. I mean, just just the fact that we get to get up every day and work on these dreams, to me, I, to me, I feel rich. I feel grateful that I get to do what I love. So that's wealth. And someday, if I, you know, get that office with a closed door, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to feel like that's another, yeah. that's another piece of the puzzle. Right, right. Um, I, I, that's that's wonderful and you know a friend of mine once said to me uh, do your best and leave the results to God and I've always you know I fall back on that and it's what you just said um, as well yeah. and I, 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 I love that you mentioned that because we can only do what we can do and you know sometimes it's a challenge to put all that together like okay here's what makes me happy here's how I define wealth, here's how I bis my business works, here's the life that I want, so this is what I need to change about how my business works. I mean, it really is an ongoing process, right? I mean, you, you never get to, okay, never here, get I'm here, so whew, mm -hmm. I can relax now and just keep doing, you know, put the needle on the record and do the same thing over and over again. It, it, we never get to that, right? It, it's just that never happens. And do we really even want that to happen? No. No, we would be, we'd wake up the next morning and be like, what now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring on the next challenge. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, this is just, this is just so exciting. So let, let's talk a little bit about traditional cooking school. 
um, you know, one of the things I'd like for you to share is like, how does it work? I mean, you have created this, um, this, this personal approach, which, you know, is founded on, you know, some, some platforms that you produce videos and you have a podcast and we can learn how to make these awesome things to help us be healthier. And there's a community. So give us the overview of, of how things, how things actually work. Sure. Well, if someone brand new to traditional cooking school might happen on us on our Facebook page, Traditional Cooking School by Ganelf Glens, or on our um, blog website. Mm-hmm. And so there we just have, like on the Facebook page, we curate content of our own and others that support a traditional cooking and a traditional lifestyle. So that might be homesteading or old-fashioned cooking methods like sourdough or fermentation. Mm-hmm. And that's the same kind of content that we produce on the blog. I do have a team of about a dozen writers, carefully chosen writers that are just high-quality people who every month produce fantastic content from recipes to health-supporting articles to homesteading articles. Um, so that's sort of like the public face of traditional cooking school. And there's just, I mean, it's amazing. And I can say that because I'm at the point of kind of managing a whole bunch of people who are just creating this fantastic content to support people in their traditional cooking and traditional lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so beyond that introduction, though, we do have a private membership site where there is a vast amount of hundreds of videos and tutorials that are just step by step traditional cooking and we break it up into classes. We have fundamentals, fundamentals too. We have sourdough, cultured dairy and cheese, lactofermentation, dehydrating, real food kids, allergy-free cooking, and now we're doing cooking outside, so off-the-grid cooking. Um, And that is for members, so that's when people want to take it further. Um, So this is incredible. So you're already, you have a lot of things that are available to the public, but the business model works, right? Because people have different membership levels that they can purchase and they have access to materials that you share back there for members only. That is correct. And currently we have just one membership level. We have gone from three to two to one. (laughs) And this is just after observation, talking to people, finding out what they need, you know, observing like conversion numbers and such and we just have narrowed it down to the best value packet or I shouldn't I should say the package that packs the most value and it's the one people choose most often um, it's our premium content so it's premium access to all the um, mm-hmm. classes that I mentioned with all the lessons and the videos and the tutorials mm-hmm. um, it includes a monthly um, roundtable meeting with me, which is like a private webinar. It includes weekly menu plans. It includes bonus videos and gifts each month. Um, It includes access to our private members Facebook group, where it's just so fun to visit with members there. Um, So that is our kind of premium package for people who want to go deeper. We also have standalone materials like, you know, every class is compiled into an ebook. The print the print tutorials are compiled into an ebook and right. a select set of videos. So those are kind of a la carte out there. Oh, that's um, great. So those can be purchased by anyone, but members those can get be it, purchased by it, anyone. And but members get a discount, I guess. Yeah, or members maybe sometimes, get a discount yeah. on the compiled ebooks. Okay. But the the content of the ebooks is in the membership. It's you know, you go into a lesson and you get mm-hmm. the downloads for that lesson. So you don't really need an ebook unless you wanted it. So, Marty, what do you 
membership in general as a business model. And let me give the backdrop for this question is um, the Indie Business Network is a membership-based business model and has been um, actually since 2000. So it's been a while. But what I see see a lot of these days is um, people, um, you know, approaching this from the perspective of starting a membership website as opposed to starting a, a business that has the membership as the model for the business. And I see a big distinction there. So I just kind of wanted your thoughts on that and what tips that you might be able to offer to people who are thinking about um, launching a business or adding onto an existing business um, a membership component. Sure. Well, I think you're right. There's a big difference there. I mean, one is diversifying your offerings. So if membership is just one of your offerings, or maybe one of your paid offerings, I guess I should say, Mm -hmm. and you maybe have other things for sale, then you're diversifying. I mean, you may, I've thought about having DVDs for sale and I just haven't gotten to that yet. Um, But I think just on on the level of diversifying, it's great. Why wouldn't you diversify? I mean, but then there's another thing to consider, which is if you diversify too much, maybe you're not doing as well as you can in all areas. But no matter what, I think that a site needs to, needs, maybe someone would argue with me, but Mm -hmm. this model works very well for us. I think a robust public end that's always got tons of traffic coming in and Mm -hmm. comments and attention and sharing can only work in your favor to advertise for you on what's on the back end because if you're producing new content Mm -hmm. you're getting new eyeballs and you're getting repeat eyeballs to come back you're Mm -hmm. you're branding yourself over and over so I see a huge value in just continuing that cycle of fresh free content and Wardy are you the person that does all the videos to show people how to make things um, in the membership, I do most of them, but we do have guest teachers awesome. um, that I bring in for certain topics or if someone expresses an interest, like our cooking outside class that we're doing right now, I did um, about the first half of it, and then we have members who are very good with like solar cooking, and so we have a member who created a set of videos on that. We have members who love to you know go camping, and so they took their... Um, their video camera with them camping and just showed us how to do like s'more sandwiches and grilled veggies you know they just video what they're doing and they love oh my gosh Um, that's really fun yeah well like so much fun (laughs) that one was just released last week i'm telling you the ones that are fresh in my mind and solar cooking will be up by the end of this week so it's so cool um it's so cool to have such a rich body of members and people mm-hmm. that are interested and not everybody submits. I mean, I probably on two hands, I could count the number <laughs> right. of guest teachers we have at this point. It doesn't make sense at this point to, you know, right. go deeper than that. Your, your videos are incredible. So can you comment for us on the importance of videos to, to your business in particular, but in general to any, any type of business? Sure. Well, you know, there's so many learning styles. And this, when I was contemplating the idea of launching an online class, this point was driven home. There are people who like to read and print. There Mm -hmm. are people that like to listen. There are people that like to see. Videos is what, you know, uh, gives the the people that need to see and hear, Mm -hmm. gives them what they need. Um, So it's, it's amazing, really. 
to well, be I able mean, to do they're, that. They're easy to share. They're fun. You're moving, and your your manner is so comfortable and so approachable. I think, and that's that's one of the things that I, I think sets you apart too. Is that you you've managed to scale your business but still be involved in it. And you know that that takes a lot of skill. I mean, you you got to figure that out as you go, right? That's not. That's not, um, well, first of all, it's not traditional. It's like, you know, we scale, we leave, we sell. I mean, that is just, um, that's just, that's not what I'm interested in. It doesn't seem like it's, you know, your approach either. Because so much of what you offer is a part of who you are. That is true. That is true. I've gotten feedback from the very beginning um, that people love me, (laughs) which I'm saying just because they have said that. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. So I plan on being the face of traditional cooking school and I do bring on guest teachers but that's one reason why I don't bring on too many Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I need to be still highly involved in the content Mm -hmm. and life you know as you know if you've done videos it's hard to fit videos in you know with family life so Mm -hmm. I've had to make some changes in how I produce them but it's always been a priority to me to have my face on virtually every video I haven't made it a hundred percent sometimes it's totally impossible but you know maybe 99 percent so yeah. even if uh, even if I've had to change my production so that I've got the camera on a tripod over my hands I still introduce and I still introduce every video with my face tell them what we're gonna cover why it's so cool and then I end every video with my face and what? Do, can you share any resources for video for people who are just starting out? Like, are there um, are there um, online places where you recommend people get started? And again, I'm I'm just like we might have some yeah. listeners who are new to this. Like, what are some of the new things that the, the first things they should do to get started? Okay, I it's been a long time since I've learned about videos, so I can't actually recall the websites that I learned them on and maybe they've changed because it's been a few years but you know cameras nowadays are I mean you're if you have a a new iPhone it's got a great camera on it and so you don't have to Mm -hmm. you have to go out and buy a spendy video camera I think just make sure it's a quality one that produces HD and lighting is an issue so you may have to spend a hundred fifty to a hundred dollars on those stand lights right right where they have the um, kind of that bubble thing around it to diffuse. They're called the light box. The light box. I've seen a lot of those on Amazon. They're they're not expensive. They're pretty easy no. to get and they last forever. They they do. Actually they're pretty cheaply made unless you spend a lot of money. But you know what? I bought mine in two thousand ten mm-hmm. or two thousand nine and I still have the same set. So right. um anyway, lighting is very important. With lighting and a decent camera you don't need much more though I still would look at the audio quality because a lot of cameras and I don't know how the iPhone is now but it may have a loud fan um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My and that, video would, that would detract from a, the audio right. right so then you'd want to add on a microphone either one of like a lapel mic or mm-hmm. just or, the, or into the audio port on or the mic port on the camera and then it mounts on top so you just want to look at those three things you know decent video HD video lighting and audio and then um, be yourself keep the area clutter free and attractive which I'm sorry to say that's one of the like the big things that's wrong with so many videos is I think that people just aren't 
I mean, we don't want people to stop making videos if they can't get it perfect. I'm not saying that, but I think people should put a little bit more into stepping it up and making it more classy. Well, you kind of have to these days because, um, you know, like anything else, it's like it's better not to have a blog if the blog you have doesn't look good. It's better <laughs> better not to do the video if it's if it's not something that. But but I think you're right though. Um, the perfection thing is keeping a lot of people from even getting started. So I know my first videos were yes. um, kind of pitiful in some respects. Mine um, too. It, it, but 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 it wouldn't have gotten to the point where it is now if you hadn't started off doing it, you know, not so great. Right. right. So that's the key is start out as good as you can, but you don't need to start out perfect. And right. some things you're going to learn as you go, like your style in front of the camera. I mean, I still have to do three takes on things. And the other day, this is a funny, the other day I was um, doing a video and I was introducing myself. My usual introduction on this video was, hi, I'm Wardy, wife, mom of three. We live in Southwest Oregon. And I said, hi, I'm Wardy. I'm... Uh, Mom and wife of three. <laughs> right, right. Oh, my goodness, wife of three. Okay, so, yeah, so you kind of have to do things uh, over again um, at, from time to time. But, you know, one of the things that, that I have discovered, not just from doing video myself, but from watching people like you, is that your audience who enjoys what you are sharing with them loves the fact that you are making yourself available to them and doing something fun and interesting with them. And so yeah. a lot of the a lot of the quote unquote secret, which there is no secret, is you. It's just you. Yeah. You it's being you. yourself. Yeah, it is. And and I think it's do you care about your audience? Mm -hmm. Like I mean we don't we don't just come out knowing the perfect things to say, but that's why editing is so powerful, right? I mean, I, iMovie, it comes with Apple computers. You know, you don't have to pay for it. Just take a little bit of time and clip the rambling out. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. shows you care, but you're still you in the video. So oh, That's so good. I'm so impatient when it comes to editing. I know, I did a quick video this morning. My husband held the camera. And I was like, okay, I want to get this right in one take because I, I you know what, Marty, I felt in that moment like I wanted my members to see it right now because <laughs> I felt it that, and my energy level was so high for what I wanted to share. And I kind of wanted the conversation to start while I was still excited. So, so we didn't edit or anything. And thank goodness I was able to get through it in one take and it wasn't that long. But there's no system. It's just kind of, you, 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 well, there should be some systems for some videos. But when you just want to say hi and here's something I want to tell you, that's something that's engaging as well. It doesn't have to always be this high production thing. Right, right. I guess what I was talking about more was like, you know, the, here's the temptation when you're in the kitchen and you're cooking and you're filming. And, you know, you've got 60 minutes of video because you've filmed the whole thing. Well, I've learned to just turn the camera off and turn it on mm -hmm. when I'm showing something important. I've learned, you know, that if I've got the camera on my hands and I'm kneading dough for five minutes, that nobody's going to want to watch me kneading for five minutes while I'm talking for five minutes about the recipe. Well, because that's true. Right. That's boring. That's true. So I've learned to to say the things that are important mm -hmm. when it's on my face. Right. You know, Ooh, that's and a then, good tip. That's a yeah. great tip. Okay. And I can cut to 
if I'm talking about kneading, I can cut to a shot of me kneading, but I'm not explaining the kneading while the camera's on my hands, which is boring. The, and the, do, do you do your editing yourself? I do. I, I I would like to get to the point where I, I outsource that, but it hasn't happened yet. I've outsourced so many things, and that's one thing that's just I don't I don't I mean the video files they're large and mm -hmm. and you like kind of you like question. iMovie for that? You pretty much use iMovie for that. Well, I mentioned iMovie because it's free. I actually don't use iMovie. I use Final Cut Pro Ten okay. or Pro X, however it's called. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, awesome. That's a great resource too. I've, I've I've heard of that. I've seen people use it. I'm like, ooh. That's fancy. It's <laughs> it's very cool. That's the great. thing. The thing that's not cool is they change it too much. <laughs> I, I have seen lots of numbers five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like, gosh, are you buying all these versions? Wow. Well, you know, speaking of wow, which I just said because you wow me, Wardy. You really do. You always have. And and let me just you know pat myself on the back for for finding you and calling you and saying I want to know this lady, because um, you know I, I want to encourage other people. Um, you know, if you if you see someone out there that you meet online and they're in Southwest Oregon and you have a, no idea who they are, and and you and you um, feel as though something inside of you is calling you to reach out. I know I needed help, but I also felt attracted to you in in a personal way. And I I don't know if I could ever put my finger on that, but I had a good feeling from you that came through the camera. It came through your blog posts, and I'm so excited that we now. Um, even though virtually we, we do know each other. So tell us, if you could, as we close out, Wardy, what are the things that you think are most important for us as leaders of our businesses to do to wow our customers and our friends on a regular basis? Sure. That's a great question. And I, I want to answer it. I just want to say thank you for your compliments. And I just want to tell you how, how the feeling is mutual. Um, oh, well, thank you. But Marty, I just want to say, I remember um, I asked you, could I call you on Skype? Can you, can you talk to me about this? I was pulling my hair out and I had asked Marty a lot of people for help. I was desperate. And so I, I didn't just call you out of the blue, you know, as my first effort. I mean, I, I hired people. I had spent money. I, could, I think, I, I think you remember, like, I think maybe that's one reason why you helped me because that's poor lady. She spent hundreds of dollars and no one's helping. I couldn't no, get I that helped money you back. because I liked you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, 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 to this day, just really appreciate that. And that's one of the things that's so great about the internet is that we can, we can find resources and we can, um, and it's okay to say, I need help. Yep, it is. And you should. You should. And not, not everybody's going to say yes, but don't be afraid of asking. That's true. Because they won't say yes. what's the worst that could happen? They'll say no. Well, you're already in that position of right. not having their help. So right. what if they say yes? <laughs> then you get lucky like me. <laughs> and then you get a podcast guest four years later. I mean, just how, how and, and you learn how to cook. I mean, it's just, what could, what could be better? So, yeah, so the wow. What, what are your okay. wow tips? Okay. Well, I hope it's okay to share that I have a new site beyond traditional cooking school because I told you I have this growing passion for marketing. And so I just started a new site called Convert with Class. It's okay. convertwithclass.com. Awesome. And there's two things about it since you're asking for the wow. I think there's two keys to being successful online and they're really particular to women. So I'm going to start with um, 
the first the first key which is to have a high standard of service mm -hmm. that's where the class comes in on my site convert with class from customer service to um, the products you put out we are not talking about perfection here we're just talking about better than everybody else does it right um, being careful with grammar grammar I mean all the aspects of, of lifting your service to a higher level mm -hmm really wows people and if but I think it's especially the customer service I think it's listening to people giving them what they want mm -hmm. I mean serve and when I say giving them what I mean what they want I mean what do they need what will change their life mm -hmm. offer that um, so that's um, that's the classy part now the second tip I think for wowing people we've talked about this already you and I um, on this episode today but I think it's sharing your real self mm -hmm. um, you just whether it's on your videos whether it's like your story behind what you do because people love to know who you are mm -hmm. and so if you share your heart and you do you have a high standard of service I just don't think you can lose I think you'll win I think that's the wow factor and if it's okay I want to end with um, or share two quotes one is from the Bible Luke 631 do unto others as you would have done unto you because mm. I think that's all about high standards and your heart yes. and the other is from Zig Ziglar you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want so listen see what your people need and help them get it oh. What, great, what a great way to conclude. Wardy Harmon of Traditional Cooking School by Gnaufglins and now ConvertWithClass.com. I can't wait to see what you do next. I have not been to that website, and I can't wait to go there, but I don't want to do it now because I'll be all typing in the background. So I'm just <laughs> really excited to get there and see what you're doing. Be classy. Step yourself up. Challenge yourself to show that class and do better than everyone else, and then be yourself. What, what could be better for, for any type of business? What a great way to conclude those tips from Marty Harmon. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to talking with you again and getting some more of those uh, classy tips to help us be successful in business. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Wardy. And if you did, won't you show us some love on Twitter? If you enjoy this podcast, I so appreciate it if you would share. Just go to IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash love, and you can let your friends know that you enjoy my podcast. And all you really need to do is put that into your browser window, even on your mobile device, it will work, especially, obviously, if you're logged into Twitter, and you, all you have to do is click send tweet and it will go out. And I so appreciate that. And if you know of some guests that you might like to see on our podcast, if there's some things that you'd like for me to do to improve it, please let me know that too. You can tell me personally at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash love. And I will respond to you. And I love to hear from you. And I love to know if there's things that I can do to make Indie Business Podcast better. I'll see you on the next episode of Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love.